I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to Oops! The Podcast, everybody. I am Julio. I'm sitting directly next to Francis. Francis, how you doing? Uh-huh. Good. Good to see you. What's happening, Dude, babe? Not much. Not much. Um, I thought of something funny the other day that I wanted to share with you. Good. Um, I don't know if you've seen these. Maybe this is just like a road trip thing, but I think they're everywhere. There are these ads for 80, 83 Truth, and it basically is like, Jesus, like, is Jesus real? Of course he's real. Like, it's just all this, like, biblical stuff, and it's usually, like, pretty provocative shit, mm. um, just about, like, God and the existence of Jesus and shit. Um, so one time I thought I would call. So I called. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's up? I was like, is Jesus there? And and the guy goes, what's your... And I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I'm just like, you know, what the hell's going on here? So the guy goes, what's your name? I was like, my name's Julio. He goes, well, Julio. He goes, oh, so what are, you, what are you calling about? I was like, I was just calling to see, you know, it said that like Jesus is available. So I wanted to see if Jesus was there. And he goes, well, Julio, look around. Jesus is all around you. I was yeah. like, okay, that's it. Uh, I figure I, I I feel like I knew that was what he was gonna say before you even said it. Did the sign say call us, we've got Jesus? Yes. Like something along those lines. Like there there are dozens of these and they're everywhere. They're all along all the big interstates. And they're just kind of like, you know, is Jesus does Jesus exist? Like, of course he exists. Like did Jesus you, is here. Did you ever do you ever think about how different and possibly better life would be if if you were just like a dumb person do you know what i mean no here's what i mean i don't i don't like i don't if i was i know what you mean but i don't think those people that you know barge into grocery stores without a mask and just say i'm here i'm not wearing a mask it's not real Jesus is protecting me. Whatever. Those people are happy. Are they? They're really concerned about other people not getting abortions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, they're really stressed out about other people, Fine. the way other people Fine. live their they, lives. They, they definitely hate They're very people. nosy. They're nosy. They, ser- they hate certain, certain people, but, you know, they're not concerned about global warming. They're not concerned about recycling. Let's let's and and you know let's not we're not like necessarily generalizing every single person, but we're saying there are people out there. I have a very specific image of who I'm talking about. Right, I'm right. picturing a woman who has uh, sort of like a, a ponytail held together by a scrunchie. She's wearing bad glasses, and then she's got bangs that are curly. Oh, and well, I and her I'm... name is probably Marge. Or maybe a Pam? maybe Mar yeah probably a one syllable name, and she she's got jeans that don't fit that well you know. <laughs> anyway, that woman right her life in the male equivalent too whatever their their lives are are they're so sure of their positions mm-hmm. and they don't question a whole lot. And they've got their community, they've got their friends, 
Maybe I mean, they have a boat. We're, not, we're maybe generalizing too much here. Like how we're we're creating this pain, this this okay. theoretical. Let's person. back away then. Let's just say anybody who doesn't question any any of their beliefs. Okay. Yes. And is so reinforced in their beliefs, whether it's from a religious perspective or from the fact that their community is so predominantly of one political persuasion. Right. Then. Uh, there's nobody to say like, did you ever think of it from this angle? Or what about the science that says this? Or you know anything? Right. It's just it's just a straight road, right? Like, towards like you know, like science is wrong, and you know that somehow that person knows somehow that science is incorrect. For the rest of your life, <laughs> nothing is going to change your mind, right? It's that the, is a, the it's ten a crazy things way to you care the most about. There's it's it's set. Dude, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it seems crazy. I mean, I would I would like to understand it more because it seems kind but of. Do you envy those people? No. So you think access to knowledge and therefore our ability to question our own beliefs and have and have shifting ideals. And I don't, dude. I don't think it has to necessarily extend to faith. I don't think like no. being informed. No, and I'm and I'm not saying you were saying that. I'm just like clarifying that. No, I don't think that knowing stuff has to mean that you're cynical. I don't necessarily think cynical. I think worried. Knowing things worries me. I am more worried than a lot of those people. Mm, maybe. I am But dude, worried. those people are worried that fucking, you know, the liberal the liberals are going to come in and fucking take colonize their towns. Yeah, but they, but they have a plan too. for it. That's why they have their guns. <laughs> so they're armed. And I but think dude, some of them people... are excited about it. It sounds to me like they're worried about it, dude. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. Maybe so. But I think that no matter what, informed or not, I think that ignorance actually leads to much more fear than than not. Like, dude, I was seeing some of these ads for the Georgia Senate race. It's like, John Ossoff works for China. Like, you have to be an idiot to to believe that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, misinformation. Like, if you don't know anything, you're just really, like, susceptible to falling for that shit. I guess you're right. You know, I, I think no matter what, you, there's something. I think the moral of the story is there's something to worry about. Informed, not informed, what level of informed you are, you're fucked no matter what. You got to make the best of it. I guess that's true. Fuck I guess you're while right. your dick is hard. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> fuck if while your you're, dick is hard. If you're, uh, you're in, uh, ignorant. You can be as fearful as somebody who is informed. Totally, and for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like. You know, you don't know shit. Someone tells you, oh, this is going to happen. You're like, what? That's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess I guess believing Pizzagate or some of those QAnon right. cabal theories would be deeply troubling. Like, if I believed that the government of my country was a secret pedophile ring, yeah, I'd have a hard time moving past that each day. Right. That'd be a, a major preoccupation in my brain yeah i see what you mean you know i don't know Damn. i don't know I Damn, don't because know. you know i thought it's a great my, discussion well i because i thought about this right do you know how fun a boat rally would be it sounds great to, why to, why can't you be part of that right now because unless i don't understand the people what who i uh, we don't the people i align with don't have boat rallies i'd have to cross over what if you chose to host your own boat rally 
up in Maine one summer. It would all be like paddle boats, and you know, <laughs> there'd be like make, okay. You need to explain. It would be. A, it would be okay, dude. So <laughs> I don't know what this is. The the Trump boat rally looked so fun. Is that what that is? Yes. Dude, I saw all these boats on my road trip that had big Trump arches. Those must have been in the boat rallies. They would have rallies in boats, dude. And there'd be music playing. There'd be beers. People were in bathing suits and bikinis. Uh, (laughs) They're celebrating what they believe. Which is That is not an angry, tearful gathering to protest their beliefs right they're being happy about that that's they're a proud boat uh, you, you're just happy on a boat it sounds great. you are happy on a boat it sounds pretty fun i gotta be honest i i don't know how much i love being on boats in general and i think it's because i get burned easily there's uh-huh. not really that many places to hide from the sun if you're not on like a fancy boat so i actually don't know how fun i think that all right is. well let's say that you had the right okay, boat so fine, with an overhang and a cooler right, right. And, a, and, and of course for a special occasion if everybody's toilet. coming out yeah. You know, it sounds like it's a tailgate on the water. That's right. That's what it is. Which sounds great. And not, you're not celebrating a team. You're just fucking celebrating. Right. You know? Doesn't that sound more fun? I'm, listen, I am not advocating for one over the other. I'm just that saying there are times that I wish, or not wish, but it, it's too bad that the group of people, and I, I'm clearly I'm showing my hand here, the group of people whose beliefs I align myself with, or the beliefs that I... I align myself with are uh, the way that we show our beliefs does not tend to be fun. Right. You don't have parties because you feel a certain way. Well, maybe, you know, you ever seen a global warming boat rally? (laughs) You ever see a save the whales like flotilla of pontoons out on the lake? No, that's good. It's true. You ever see a motorcycle like fucking group of guys getting out there to talk about you know gay marriage right right and how important it is to have equal rights for all no i think i think we need to start doing these things i think we need to have a bike rally in support of you know not like gender discrimination against gender discrimination it's it's huffy it's always huffy from this side it's 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 uh (laughs) it's it's you condescending. Know, boy, things are bad. It's it's doomsday ish. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get, I get. like think about the think about this. It's gun, certainly not fun. Gun rights <laughs> rallies or whatever they are, those guys go out, they get they put their they get dressed up. They right. got a holster with their gun around and they walk around with that thing flopping around, knocking against their thigh, reminding them. Right. They're packing so heat, that. and that that feels good. Or maybe, God forbid, it gets so exciting that they start shooting guns off in the air, right. like they've just liberated the country. That that's much more fun than like a a bookstore seminar. Yeah, which is what a sit in, a yeah. fucking hunger strike. Yeah, those things do not sound. You know, I mean, good not heavens, glorified. heavens to Betsy, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> Well, good. I like a good fiery convo. I think you're right. I think we are. I I am oversimplifying. I'm overgeneralizing. I just think that there are times where, you know, I have my beliefs and I have the things that I think matter. And uh, unfortunately, the way that I'm set uh, does not lend itself 
to the boat rally crowd. Right. You know, and I think that <laughs> up until, you know, this point, I think, you know, it's it's become hard for like the kind of respect with all this like nonsense shit out there. It's like, well, just listen to the other side. You should listen to the other side. That's fine. But like sometimes there's things where it's like, I'm supposed to entertain that, what you're saying. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, it's not political beliefs. It's like at pretending Obama wasn't born in, in America. Or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? It become it starts becoming like conspiracy theories. Some of them don't deserve to be entertained. If they're crazy enough, maybe some of them do. I know. I, some of I them agree certainly do. And that's fine. And like, I have no problem having a conversation with somebody I don't agree with. I have plenty of friends who are, who are much more conservative than I am or who are, who are whatever. And I don't hold it against them. Like as long as they have informed opinions, like I have no problem with that. If you're just pulling shit out of your ass, that to me is a problem. And that can, that can be stressful. Yeah. That I, I completely agree. I have a friend who came over one night. Uh, we had, a, I don't know, five other people here. And he started uh, holding court about how he had <coughs> thoughts that maybe the election was not uh, was was fraudulent. Mm -hmm. And he 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 kept you know he knew his crowd, so he wasn't going to go full bore and be right. like it was rigged, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But he was basically saying he's trying to tiptoe into the water of. You know, does this is this one of these guys who like starting shit? That person exists. He shows up ready to fucking spawn. No, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think. I think he just honestly. I think he just likes to to talk. <laughs> and it, you know, and he's constantly in a cocaine state. Needs to just talk about politics. That, that's that's that was definitely <laughs> in the mix, by the way. And 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 you you mix him. Up. I I wasn't touching it, but you give mix him a it. couple of fucking lines of case. You mix dude. him up with that dude. It's like pulling the string on a Woody doll. You know what I okay. mean? <laughs> Off he goes. Hey there, sport. Yeah. The election. Hey there, rigged. sport. I I just want to say I don't know that I believe this, but it, you can't say that it didn't happen, uh. right? <laughs> and he that's what he does. He sort of deflects. He's like I. Except I know, I know he didn't win, but I'm just saying right. this thing doesn't line up and this right. doesn't make sense. And what's the sense. point of having that conversation? I, to me, like I know people like that too. And it's almost like, this is sort of leaning on what you're saying. It's like a, a, a vehicle for them to get attention. It's like, you're telling me you agree with me. And then you're just trying to like start this discussion for no reason. Like what's the point of being controversial? Yeah. We're enjoying ourselves. Like chill. I completely agree and i almost wanted to say like dude just leave <laughs> i I'm, i was almost at the point like uh, certainly now have i told you this idea of a of, bo of a box person you've mentioned it but i'd like to hear more. have i talked about it on the podcast you've said it to me i don't think you've said it on the podcast. okay so there's there's this idea now uh i am term. not saying that this guy is a box person because He's a, a very dear friend of mine, and we just happen to have different political beliefs, and that's totally fine. Um, but there is an, there's a phrase, and I'm not sure that my friend group coined it. I, I think it may have been floating around before, but it, it, the idea of, of a box person, which is that you know someone in your life who, um, as long as they kind of just exist in their box, they're fine. Uh, yes, yes. And that you, you, you put them in a box. Yeah, you don't You're chill like, with them in certain this situations. This dude is my my buddy that I can drink 12 shots with or this person it's perfectly fine if we're at a sports bar 
I'll have 12 shots with that guy. We'll have a great time. That is the box that they should be in, right? But as soon as you take them out of that box, like if you went on a couple's dinner or a couple's weekend with that guy, all hell might break loose. Right, 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 right. And you, he's now out of the box and you you can't control it. And yeah. you have not bargained for what what is now the animal out of its cage. Right, right. Dude, totally. And and you can't bring it sucks to be that person for a variety of reasons, most notably because you annoy the shit out of everybody. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> but it sucks because you can't you have to fully you have to cultivate the event for that person to be, to be able to fit in. You yeah. can't just be like you can't just let worlds mix. Like you know if you bring that guy, you have to he's going to fuck everything up. You have to warn other people he's coming. You're like he's fun. so now is it people who know him or people who don't know them or both? Honestly both. Hey, this guy, he's honestly a good guy. He just kind of you just got to like Usually for me it's people who know him. I got it. And who, are, and who know a certain person. And do you have to sell them on it? Are you like listen like I know like he's coming. Just thought I needed to tell you that. That's disclosure. that's what I say. That's yeah. what I say. And let me tell you something. Is there pushback? Um, usually, <laughs> like usually nobody nobody backs out. Uh-huh. But I think it's imp- it's one of those things where there are certain people I know who are so they have such a strong character trait in a, whatever it may be. Their box yeah. is so defined that I can't surprise other people. By by having them just by letting them show out of up. the box, yeah, <laughs> and and sometimes you can't help it. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, the person has to come. You've got an event. You care about them. You do like them in, for a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and they're coming. They heard about it, or maybe they even fucking helped organize the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it is, people need to be warned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be that person. It's so funny that that person doesn't know that they're that person. Never. They never That's do. That's the crazy thing about it, which then makes me wonder, it makes me doubt my perception of myself in society. Absolutely it does. I'm like, am I that guy? Yes. I, all of a sudden I start, I'm like talking and I see the person starting to like nod off. I'm like, am I talking too much? Does yeah. everyone hate me? Second Dude, I smoke weed, all these thoughts just so, are ripping so out of my mind. I can brain. tell you definitively, you are not that guy. I appreciate that. I can but, say know. that in my life, there have been times where I'm sure to some groups, I have been that guy, but I have tried <laughs> to grow out of it. Of being that guy? To become a little bit more guy. universally tolerable. And, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with being someone that people don't necessarily love being around, but have no problem being around. There's nothing wrong with that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to be the person that brings value to everybody, right? Definitely. And and I think, too, there's a line where you need to start making valuable concessions to yourself to be the guy who everyone likes. And that's probably not worth it either. Right. You're selling yourself short by doing that, by making sure everybody else is always comfortable at your own expense. So it's okay to be a little controversial. Yes. Not everyone has to love you, but don't be a fucking dickbag either, you know? Right, right. And, you know, I think I think another part of it, too, is that as I got older, I realized that I was a very strong personality and that I rub people sometimes the wrong way, less now than I did (laughs) my early 20s. And as a result, uh, I, I think I was consciously or subconsciously sought a mate who was endearing to all. 
Oh yeah. And my girlfriend is universally she is a great personality beloved. The, the, when people talk about us as a couple, they say she's great, and he's fine. He's, he's you know, high. but they 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 mention her first. She's the leading. She's the brand ambassador for us. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She's the face of the brand. She's the face of the brand. She's the funny. face of our brand, and I know funny. that, and I need that because we when you're when you're a couple, you get invited everywhere together, right? Mm-hmm. She has opened more doors for us than would have been available to just me. That's great. Or certainly to me, were I with a shittier person. Right. Well, dude, it's, I, you know, I think that we both can speak to this. And you know, I have nothing against comedians, but I'm, I'm very happy that I don't date a person. Oh, thank God. A, in comedy. B, in entertainment in general. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really nice. And it's, it's also nice to mix those worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's nice to have the comedy world, but it's also nice to, like, know her world and her friends and her network. And I've met so many great people and it's fucking great. Yeah. Are there couples that, you know, where the woman, uh, that is dating a friend of yours makes it so that you are less likely to invite them. Yes. Somewhere. There's a couple, there's not a specific couple, meaning a couple of different people who that is the case. And it may, it's a, it's a real bummer because it, negatively affects the sort of and it's it's just a logistical thing it's like if i'm gonna be with my girlfriend who doesn't like the girl then we can't hang out Mm -hmm. or even if it's a girl who i who i don't like her boyfriend or whatever that it it sucks so your girlfriend has strong opinions about people not really like there's just you know there's certain times where i'm i might not like the girlfriend yeah or maybe she like one of us doesn't like feels a certain way about a person's partner right which makes us less likely to hang out with them. How do you get out of it without uh, offending the people? I mean, because you can only—it's really say tough. you can't make it or don't want to do this, can't meet for dinner, can't have drinks. Sorry, we've got plans. You can only do that so many times uh, okay. before a couple will be like, "These people don't fucking like us." Here's the manual for dealing with this: you push it off as much as you can until you can't, and then you just go. And if it goes, <laughs> <laughs> but dude, so here's the thing about so going. you just keep a heartbeat. No. Why? So here's why. So listen. So here's the point. So depending on how that goes, okay. So say here's the spectrum of hanging out. You here's you like them a lot, mm-hmm. and here's you don't like them at all. Yeah. Say they've kind of floated into this the lower thirtieth percentile. Yeah. They're getting there, but they're not. You know, they didn't. They didn't. There's no fight yet. There's no. They have no idea that there are these opinions. You sort of have to make them push it until they get all the way here. And then you can be like, you have, you're like, dude, sorry. Like, I hate your girlfriend. We hate your girlfriend. Oh, oh, <laughs> wait, you just changed your answer. It can get, it can get there eventually. So it's like you defer or you, you, you deflect, deflect, you push it off until you can't anymore. You hang out. If that goes really badly again, okay, I see. it starts moving more and more into that direction until it starts to become obvious to everyone. So have you told you've had have you ever had to tell someone straight up, listen, the reason that we're not agreeing to any of your invitations is because we don't like you. It's never it's never come to that. But I have told a friend that I didn't like his girlfriend, but that's different. So so I've but no, it's never come to that for me. Yeah. Has it for you? No, it has not. I would like for it to never come to that. I agree. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that seems... Uh, that would be great. It seems like you shouldn't have to get there. But then you're also relying on people picking up on social cues. You're relying on them to be like, okay, clearly they didn't have conflicts this many times. And listen, man, they it's must important. not like us. Let's not let's not beat a dead horse. We're just running into a wall over over and over with them. Yeah, and dude, it's important to remember. It's like you don't have to take the high road all the time. If you don't like somebody, if they're being a dick, they shouldn't be a dick. It's okay for you to not want someone to be a dick. So you deal with that as unconfrontationally as you can until you can't. But there are plenty of people who are dicks who have no idea that they're being dicks. And also, if you told them, they might just totally they, disagree with you. Totally. And that's so frustrating. And now you're a dick. And they yeah. truly believe that you're a dick. And then they start which telling is hard all to your stomach. friends, like, can you believe so-and-so said this to me? I know. Me and my lovely girlfriend. But dude, you know what? <laughs> you eventually, I don't think it ever has to really come to that. Because, you know, you can do it in a way where you decline certain activities, the big group ones you do together. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it starts to get awkward when they're like, we should get together. We should get together. And then they defiantly don't ask mm -hmm. the next time. They're like, well, I guess we'll see ya. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Yeah. But it is hard, man. Do you guys have that? So again, we, we don't really, I mean, as I said, my, my girlfriend, uh, she's like the long, thin cube in tetris she just fits in every space in every she's nook. the most important she's a she's a skeleton you know a skeleton key like any yeah. any lock any group she works she works it in it's it's gonna be seamless everyone's gonna enjoy her right that's great i am as i said the the mitigating factor no the that's not right the the curve i don't know what i would be the, you're the variable the variable yeah i'm the variable but i I have confidence by the virtue of the fact that um, there are couples and people who invite us to hang out enough where I don't think she's so great that people would just be willing to suck me up all the time to get her right. and us over. Well, so I, I thought you were talking about, I thought you meant this in the, in, not in the sense of everybody loves her. But do you also mean it like she doesn't really care that much if somebody like sucks? Does she not like let it get to her? Is she like, oh, whatever, that guy sucks, it's fine. Yeah, she doesn't put her foot down. She's never said She's that like, person whatever. can't come. And she she will tell me like, why does it matter? You should be you shouldn't right. be bothered by this person. And I think that there's value there. There is. There is. But I also feel, especially when it's in you're inviting people to your own home for a party or a dinner, and you're going to a lot of effort to host, if the you are inviting somebody who has already like burned their bridge a couple of times. Why do you want to rail? Why do you want to roll out the red carpet for them? Totally. And I think so often, you know, people like go along to get along, and they don't really consider, you know, maybe maybe because some of the other friends they're inviting like the person or this person has just been a defined and ingrained member of your friend group right. for so long they're grandfathered in yeah you don't question it you don't question their behavior you just accept it and to me i hate to put it so so simply but life is too short to suck up shitty people yeah. at your own home yeah i agree to suck up the guy who invariably is going to drop a glass and not help clean up the shattered splinters of it to <laughs> the guy who discards his cigarette butts 
you know, all over the place yeah. on your on your terrace or whatever. The guy who drinks your best shit doesn't bring anything to the fucking party. Right. The guy who, you know, just says shitty mean things, slightly underhanded things, rumors, gossips, isn't polite, what doesn't help clean up a zero. Right. A busboy, somebody who only takes from the table, does not bring anything oh, dude, to that's it. That's a good one. Right? That bus, person you get to a point in your life where you need to say to yourself like I would I will be happier enduring whatever backlash I get from not inviting this person from omitting them uh than I will be having to withstand their presence their foul aura at my home. Dude and, and it's funny I'm thinking of a specific person in in like the comedy world who I know who talks about how like everyone fucked him over and like all this shit and <laughs> And dude, I, I, he just doesn't see how difficult of a person he is to be around. And like, it, it's really crazy. It's really something like you, at the end of the day, sometimes you're just not going to be able to do it amicably. And you're going to have to decide if you want to make your party slightly worse every time yeah. by having this guy or not. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't like you, it's not always a bad thing. No. It shouldn't even be frustrating. Who cares what they think? You can't win them all. Fuck them. You can't win them all. There is so much freedom in knowing that you can accept someone's hatred of you. Yeah. There really is. It is. And that true. you that it's not gonna it's not gonna affect you that Dude, much. Dude, and it's the same way, like when people comment fucked up shit on like our videos or whatever about me and people like come at me, I fucking love it. And I'll tell you why. Do you yeah. or do you just tell yourself that you love it? No, I I actually love it. And I and I, I I I sincerely mean that. Like, certainly, if somebody says something really specific that's like true and makes me self conscious, there are ways you can get under my skin. Of course, I'm human. But if someone's like, "Fuck you, you're not funny," it's like, I don't even know who you are. I literally don't even know who you are. And yeah. You're fucking commenting saying you hate me. Like, literally, fuck off. I don't care at all. Yes. Yes. I don't feel the need to respond. I don't feel shit. I of course will respond every once in a while. But like, for the most part, I'm just like, nope. Great. I, st I still don't know who you are. Yes. And I'm still upset. You're upset at me. It's insane. That whole thing uh, with LeBron. Did you see that? Was that a recent thing? There was a woman on the sidelines at a game. Oh, yeah. The like young chick who was like, I got under your skin. Yeah. What and was he that all stopped about? the game. She, I think she was just heckling him and he stopped the game and had her kicked out. Oh. Right. And so a lot of us have this belief, I think, that you, you, you graduate to a certain tier of celebrity or, or success, whether it's, you know, like Kim Kardashian is not reading negative. We think that Kim Kardashian is not reading negative comments on her Instagram posts and, you know, responding to them. And because she, we think because she just has so many millions of followers that she doesn't see it, that it's just a bland. But she might. See, there's no reason that that's true. Totally. There's no reason that that's true. I think they see it. They they see it. They just know better than to respond. They know that responding shows cracks in their armor. Totally. Uh, it's it's like the equivalent of like some no name rapper calling out Drake and Drake responding. Yeah. He doesn't respond for a reason. Exactly. You don't even deserve the forum. Right. But no matter how many times Drake tells himself that, he may not necessarily believe it. He may want right. to respond. He may be right. seething right. Right. over it, but he will outwardly, that's his company line of, 
this person's a nobody. They're not worth my time, right? But you look at Michael Jordan, like we talked about the Last Dance documentary, those defenders who would get under his skin, the people who would offend him, those guys sucked. A lot of those players, you know, yeah, sure, Isaiah Thomas, some people like were good, but there were a lot of players that would motivate him, that would drive him to play with competitive anger, who were nobodies compared to him. Nobodies. And they affected him. Now, he channeled it. Right. He used it for a good outcome. And I think it's a lot easier to channel anger in athletic events or strength events than like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to be funnier than ever. You know, that doesn't really, (laughs) someone says you're not funny, like, you'll see, now I'm putting out my funniest stuff. You know, it is what it is. But, dude, there's no, for me, my policy is always just... Anything I don't see doesn't affect me. And I therefore I don't I don't that's look. That's a good, yeah. That's a I good can't look. when it comes to the comments, that's a good policy. Dude, I saw a funny I was at a Nets game. We were they were playing the Clippers. Chris Paul was on the Clippers at the time. Mm. And these we I had pretty good seats. These guys were talking shit to Chris Paul. Like, oh Chris, you suck, man. You suck, whatever. And he was like, he had his hands on his knees, like you know, when the basketball players are kind of like kneeling over. Mm. And he just looks over at the guys, he goes, Who are you? And then just continues playing the game. And I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> fucking dope. And, yeah, they, and the guys loved it. They're that's like, oh, it. That's the thing. They, that's the thing. They, that's affirmation. That's they were trying their to get blue it. check mark. They're trying to get it. That's all they want. They're going to tell all their friends, like Chris uh, Paul Chris responded Paul to us. For the rest of their lives. They've yeah. won. Yeah. You right. know, there's right. nothing, there's no worse feeling than being ignored. Yeah. Do you really want to, you really want to bum a troll out? Their, Leave them under the bridge, Their baby. comment was not even seen or heard. It's true. Oh, the robes are great for drinking and you're wearing by the pool and talking into microphones and feeling real cool. <laughs> and the plover of I can't finish the song. Yours was too good. Wear a plover and a plover and you'll feel really great. <laughs> We're wearing our plover robes again, guys. And whenever we put them on, we can't help but break out into song like an episode of Glee. These things are dope, dude. They're awesome, man. They're so smooth and light and moisture wicking and thermoregulating. They're very comfortable. And for some reason, like I just picture myself walking around like a really sick apartment wearing one of these. Yes. And just there's something about it that it's a it's a really interesting novelty item that you sort of need to have. To That's exactly right. You sure do. And uh the other thought is I, I picture what you're talking about. Like some guy who's just I'm picturing Bradley Cooper in the movie Limitless after he's discovered <laughs> yes. the pills. Dude, I was picturing the guy from Billions. Okay. Where it's like an item where you're like, oh shit. Yeah. He's rocking the plover. That's a different tier of wealth. My man. But the Limitless guy's pretty rich too, right? Yeah, he gets thing? there. He gets there. Standing in front of a, a floor to ceiling window, you know, having a steaming mug of tea, looking down on the world, his kingdom below <laughs> in his plover robe. Well, our crew over at Plover Robes. They designed these. Yeah. Uh, it was originally conceived in Jackson Hole. That's right. Right? Because they needed something to kind of like get to the hot spring with. Yeah. To uh, and from the hot springs. You don't want to be cold on the way to the hot right. springs and you want to be able to put something on as soon as you get out before you go back to the cabin. Totally. So this is like, it's a cool sort of like combination of like hiking gear and a robe that like mm. feels really comfortable. And it's also great. Don't get us wrong for lounging by the pool. And 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 I think that's part of their song too. Literally, yeah, yeah. So listen, uh, and the pockets you can put your weed in that. <laughs> yeah, Pretty yeah, sure that's, that's part of the song too. 
We love the Plover Robes. We love our guys over at Plover Robes. Go to ploverrobes.com slash oops. That's Plover with a P, like the bird species. Ploverrobes.com slash oops. Promo code oops. You'll get 15% off with your first order. Go get one now. The designs are yeah. bananas. There's a bunch of designs, and there's like pretty much something for everybody. So go cop yeah. one. You'll, you'll, you uh, won't regret it. Clover robes are great, and that is now the end of the ad. We're going to say goodbye, but we're going to have a, a time. See ya. <laughs> okay, so dude, um, have you ever seen one of these things? And this is kind of about the kind of like, you know, random person on the internet versus the celebrity dynamic type of thing. But have you ever seen like, you know, for example, I saw one with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck where they're like, Hey, win a lunch with us. Like, hmm. like, like, you know, donate to charity, comment, follow these accounts, whatever. And you can win lunch with us. Or it'll be like David Beckham and Victoria Beckham win dinner with us. And I'm thinking like, who the fuck are these people who are excited about winning that? I would be. Would I would be excited to have lunch with Ben Affleck and be, Matt Damon. Because, are you kidding? Be, because he has to. And they pretend they like like you. And they're like, oh, God, I can't believe we have to do this. They're dreading no, it. They're, they're going to have a decent. They're, they'll get up for that. And then at the end of the meal, after you thought you had all this great chemistry, they ask you for your number as Ben Affleck. And you have to make an excuse because you don't want this fucking guy texting you. No. You're 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 now picturing a different version of yourself at that lunch. You're picturing you as fanboy Julio, the world's biggest fan of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Dude, you entered a competition to win lunch with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You are that right. fanboy. But there are varying degrees of Matt Damon Ben Affleck fans. There are the Matt Damon Ben Affleck fans who wait outside of their residences with like autograph sheets. Right, that's you know, not That healthy. guy might win the lunch. That sucks. They have to fake it for him. But then there's also like, you know, some guy who just saw it on the internet and was like, oh, "I love Goodwill Hunting." And throws his name in the ring. And that guy gets selected. He doesn't even ask for a picture. He doesn't ask for their number. They have a fun conversation. Everybody's everybody after that after that lunch starts going really well is asking for the number. Unless at the beginning they tell you that you're not allowed to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Might. I don't know that. Am I being cynical? I don't know that uh to me and this is sort of um probably to my own detriment i've always thought when every any time i've ever met a celebrity or hung out with a celebrity i've always tried so hard to make it seem like i wasn't a huge fan totally i've tried to to, to be as normal and as as like standoffish and non-invasive as possible and to the point where i won't even like where you start like doing things you wouldn't normally do if it was a normal person totally it's exactly. so it's annoying and it has to be like that. where, you know, you were all like, get up and walk away earlier being like, all right, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, you know, where you, and, and where you almost want them to walk away being like, wait, don't go <laughs> right where they're like, oh, that guy got a, that guy didn't give me enough time. You know, you, I don't know. It's a crazy, ridiculous I know. belief, but that's my thought process. But you have that thought process because you are and like, you know, we are fortunate enough to understand that because we or we understand what it's like to be on the other end of it. Even though I'm not saying we're famous, like, and may, whatever. And like, we obviously have different levels of following too, me and you. But like, even 
I know what it's like when somebody crosses the boundary when they overstay and yeah. it's weird and it just feels weird there's something weird about the dynamic but sometimes. i'm saying that our mentality which is to play it safe is not necessarily right either but it's also i also don't think it's the prevailing school of thought on it like you show up to that lunch you don't know necessarily that ben affleck knows that you're going to talk about this for the rest of your life so he's going to be his best self or whatever and maybe he doesn't give a shit but he probably does mm-hmm. he you won the competition he's going to be He's going to pretend he cares about what you're talking about. He's going to listen. He's going to ask you questions so that you go and say, you know, he asked Ben Affleck, asked me about my mom and whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, in a normal situation, you think you're friends with the person now. We really connected. You asked for the number and it's sad. It's a sad moment. Yeah. (laughs) The move is don't go to that lunch. If you win the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon lunch, blow it off. (laughs) Fuck them. How do you like them apples? Let them know you blew it off. Don't just make them think that maybe you got stuck in traffic. You need to make them know (laughs) you consciously blew off their lunch. You'd be like, oh, sorry. I I actually got asked to lunch with Harry Styles, a cooler, younger celebrity. And then they'll be like, (laughs) oh, shit, we need to hang out with them. And they'll ask you for your number. Exactly. Exactly. And next thing you know, they're the ones that are chasing you, <laughs> dude. I've met I've met uh, Ben Affleck before. Really? Yeah. Well, how did that go? Uh, it was great. So he was training for the town. Oh, cool. He was pretty ripped up for that movie. I don't know if yeah, you remember that. that was a he great was movie. cut. Yeah. There's a scene of him doing pull ups in his bedroom or something in that movie. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. But it was a good movie. Well, he was living in Cambridge. I was a soft more yeah sophomore in college and the gym that he was working out in with his personal trainer was the varsity weightlifting facility called palmer dixon at harvard and he uh because they were shooting a lot of that movie in cambridge interesting um and uh so he was lifting weights and he would come in early he'd come in at like 5 30 in the morning with his trainer and our team we had some lifts that that would be at the same time and he would be like two weight racks down Cool. And one time he doing came doing power in. cleans and shit. I mean, he dude, his workouts were tough. Dude, I'm sure. There was a lot of like core stuff, a lot of pull-ups, a lot of really difficult stability, you know, toning shit. Um, but I remember I it was during the Celtics playoff run and I had gone to one of the games and he was wearing a Celtics like workout Nike dry fit Celtic shirt. Scalabrini jersey? It wasn't a jersey. It's like a long sleeve gray thing that just had the Celtics logo on it. That's cool. And uh, we were like we knew that he was going to come in. We'd been told by one of the coaches. um, But we were also afraid of our own coach. Like our own we were afraid to to not focus on our workouts. Right, right, right. Um, So we knew to like not engage with him and all of this. Oh, you thought your coach would be like, Ellis! Yeah, like go run sprints for talking to Ben Affleck. Right. Not worth it. Um, Leo, maybe. But uh, anyway, so at one point, he and I ended up like having to, for some reason, we were like taking turns on some similar machine or something. I don't know how this happened. And he was like, oh, you going? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, all right. And I remember <laughs> I had gone to the Celtics game the night before and uh on the Jumbotron, they featured McLovin. Oh, great. The actor who yeah. played McLovin. And that guy was pretty hot at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
and I go, uh, oh, did you go to the game last night? Because he's a Celtics shirt. I pointed to his shirt. I was like, did you go to the game last night? And he goes, nah, I didn't get, they, they didn't get me tickets or something. And he, and he made some joke like, uh, I guess I'm not a big enough star. Right. And I laughed and I was like, well, you know, keep working and someday you'll be on the level of McLovin. <laughs> I said that to That's him really and funny. he laughed and he was like, was he there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he was there on the Jumbotron screaming. And that was our exchange. And as a result, That's I think dope. I am best friends with Ben right? Affleck. And Ben Affleck's dope as fuck, right? And you'll never forget that. I have very... Uh, high, high thoughts. I think of high, very highly of Ben Affleck, dude. Totally, yeah. And, and it's I, I find it incredible how anytime I've met, and this is why celebrity must be exhausting because you know that people will hold that interaction with you yeah. for their whole life. Yeah. And uh, you know, if if you just blow them off, you're a dick, and they start telling everybody, and you're afraid of the kind of domino effect of that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I understand where that where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all the fucking famous people out there. Taking yeah. the picks with the fans, dude. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Hey, um, speaking of workouts, mm -hmm. I got something for you. Let's hear it. So um, I, I, my girlfriend, we have a gym in the building. And I use it all the time. And uh, my girlfriend like playfully asked if I would train her. Ah, oh, fun. One, one, one day or like, let's go do a workout together. And I, I, I said, sure. I had trained my buddy Abba a couple of times. Like mm. we would work out together, but I would tell him what to do. And, you know, I have a pretty good uh, library of, of exercises at this point that like I, I can, you know, I'm not like a certified personal do trainer. Do you wing but... it when you go to the gym? Like wing, and when I mean wing it in a sense that you have such a vast library of exercises that you can wing a structured workout or do you plan it a little I bit? I can, uh, basically what I'll do is I'll just do a mental inventory of like, all right, on Monday I did this muscle group, so let's do something different. Right, 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 and right. if I'm, if I'm li lifting weights three times that week, I will do three different muscle groups. Right, right. Uh, but if it's two times, I'll sort of like amend. Consolidate, right. Um, but I don't need to write stuff down anymore. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I agreed. And I was like, all right, let's go down. Um, and we go down, right? And now, <laughs> I, I am now faced with giving my girlfriend a workout in a gym. And... I have no idea what weights she are are the right amount for, for her. her right. I don't know what dumbbells a woman can shoulder press. I don't know what she can curl. I don't know how many push up like push ups she can do. You know, I I, I it's, we've never we've never done that before. Right. And a friend of mine who is a similar like size and weight or whatever, e even if I see him struggling, I know where to start. Right. I know what his benchmark is. So 
you know, I'm That's going okay. off. I'm going off my own things, and I'm saying like, all right, well, I do. I do 45 pounds for this thing. So here, I hand her 25s. Right? Mm-hmm. She's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and I was like, "What's the matter?" She goes, "I can't lift that. I can't lift that with two arms." And I was like, "Okay, I guess." And then she grabs like tens, and I was like, "Wait a second, no, you can do more than that." And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> am I trying to bulk my girlfriend? <laughs> like, are we trying to get fucking huge Gains. here? Is this the beginning of your transformation into the rock? <laughs> so, you know, it was really hard. I have to say, it was really hard to give her uh, the proper thing. But uh, for the last 10 minutes of the workout, I just, as almost like a joke, gave her a bunch of what I would consider Instagram influencer exercises like donkey uh, kicks or like the butt ones yeah, like, like a lot squats. of butt that's stuff funny. you know that's really funny and i was doing them with her and first of all they they work yeah. like they're they're good exercises but the next day she all she, she was talking about how sore her butt was and she was it was a good feeling and all this and uh and then she kept looking at it and she would say to me like you know i, I feel like i can already tell the difference like and then she j- joked with me and she goes, um, would you be annoyed if all of a sudden I just like got this crazy ass? That's what she said to me. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? What are you talking about? No, I wouldn't be annoyed. I'd be thrilled. I love my girlfriend's body. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, what a ridiculously silly question. But it occurred to me, right, that... There is not going to be a moment in our relationship where she is thrilled by a change that I've made with my body. There is no transformation I can do. The day she met me, that was the top. And then from that point on, it's it's just me holding on as long as I possibly can. Where she could, she could go. Do something. I don't know what. I don't know what it would You're be. You're tapped out, dude. Yeah, like there, I have a linear descent from here. It's only a question of like, again, the only other option would be to like gain a whole bunch of weight and then lose it and have her be happy again. Fat Francis, twenty twenty one. But all I can do is cling. And how sad is that? Right? It's, it's not that sad. My life is clinging to the ability yeah. for her to be. No, I don't mean that sad. But like. There's no reveal. No one's ever going to pull back a curtain and be like, are you ready for your your new boyfriend? Here he yeah, is. He is. It's you like get huge, I guess. You could fucking bulk and season. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I think I'm, I'm past the, the part of my life where I could really get huge. <laughs> unless, a, unless a Marvel Studio movie right, called. Camelot. Dude, so I, there's something interesting about the student-teacher dynamic in a relationship that's fun and like potentially will help one's love life. Hmm. I'm I'm about to embark on teaching my girlfriend how to play tennis. Oh, and boy. I'm really looking forward to it, dude. I'm gonna be fucking holding her from around the back, holding her arm, being like, <laughs> do it like this, and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be hot. Yeah. Teaching my girlfriend tennis is gonna be hot. I'm psyched about it. Now you're gonna have that that scene where where all of a sudden you're like, she's like, is that a tennis racket? You happy to see me? <laughs> and then she pulls your shorts down, and you're like, oh no. Oh no, not again. I'm sorry. Dude, it's going to be great. I'm really, you know, there's something 
Do you think that you being as good at tennis as you are is a good thing or a bad thing in this new chapter of Jedi Padawan uh, learning? What do you mean? As far as teaching her tennis? Of course so here's, it's a good thing. Well, here, no, uh, hold on. Oh, okay. Hold oh, on. Oh, boy. Right? Ibly. Because here's the thing. Um, you're so good at tennis that the gulf between you mm. is un, unbridgeable. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she'll never probably get to a level that you know where you can hit with her. She might the way that you can. Well, you're right, hit of course, with. of course. But that's fine. But the, okay, finish your thoughts. Sorry. So as opposed to you know you both learning, even if you're better at something, but you both learning together and progressing at a somewhat similar speed. No, dude, that's whack to me. Like we both are learning together. Like we, I walk in with my little racket. Like I, it's better that I'm fucking good at it, and I'm like. This is how you, I'm going to make you a good. Right, well, then let's let's shift it. Like it, I would like to be her to be good enough that we can play doubles with people. That's what I've said. Yeah, that's what I've said. Yeah, that's the ideal scenario. But here's the other thought: You're so good that do you not think if she all of a sudden basically says like, "I want to hit with you three days a week," that you're not going to think this is too much? I've, I will decline that invitation. What's your limit? <laughs> I'm like maybe once every once in a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's going to need to find a tennis buddy. So, I'll also play with her, but I'm here to fucking train her. I'm here to fucking, I'm here to train. I'm not here to be her fucking little tennis buddy. I'll hit around with her during the lesson, but we're not going to get into some kind of. Am I, am I good enough <laughs> to, to have a, the same mindset with my girlfriend? Because she, so. expects, you're good. You're good. She expects me to play with her all the time. That's interesting. And I can't tell her. She's really into tennis. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell her, I'm sorry, I'm You're too like, good. You're not good enough. But dude, listen, again, why should you have to do, do tennis charity? This is about you too. Like, that's the problem with like finding a good person to play with. You know what she said to me when I said that? What? She goes, fuck you. If we had a son, would you say that to him? And what, what were your thoughts on that? And I was like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Well, dude, the day might come where that son of yours gets so good that he doesn't want to play with you. But I also think that father-son bonding and father-daughter bonding over, tennis, over tennis is is a totally different thing than, you know, couples. It's, oh, absolutely. My dad taught me how to play. We played this summer. It was so fun. It was it was so nice to get out there. He still he still got it. Yeah. He you know he was a teaching pro when he was in graduate school and stuff. He's a good player. So whatever. It was it was lovely. But you're right. It's a different dynamic than the girlfriend. He never taught my mom. <laughs> my mom was, why don't yeah. you teach me? And he goes, ah. <laughs> he I, literally I, goes, ah. I think this is a common thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think for for any women listening, if you're frustrated that your husband or boyfriend, you know, doesn't want to sort of teach you or bring you along, whether it's golf or tennis or whatever the hell else, uh, start with things where you're both not good like hiking right hiking is a great thing hiking's great i love hiking with my girlfriend because i love hiking same, with mine we're at the same level of hiking right there's it's a not, and plus the same level has a much wider meaning when it comes to hiking yeah do you have the energy to complete it you know what i mean exactly she's not she's not alex honnold like i'm not <laughs> you know taking the the left turn to go the green trail while she right, buckles exactly. in to the sheer face of you know the dawn wall see you at the top sweetie like don't forget to that's great check your harness 
That's great. Um, I don't know. Awesome. Oops, the podcast. <laughs> Dude, good stuff. Good episodes this week. We had some good, Fun. a wide yeah. array of topics. Um, yeah. Francis, you got anything? Oh, no, that's it. Um, well, check out Pack Light. Uh, if you haven't, uh, let me know what you think. It's a sort of experimental. Where can we find it? It's on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's at everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a produced story kind of thing more as opposed to kind of like what we do here. So it's, it's a little tight. different. It's tight. And, uh, you know, it sounds, I think Francis once said it sounded like something you can hear on NPR. Sure is. Which I think is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Not Julio at Francis C.C. Ellis. Email us. Oops, the podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Your stories, your thoughts, your mistakes, all this shit. We love hearing from you. And thank you for your support.